if I operate from being in touch with reality and, and trusting my perception with some humility, not saying mm -hmm. I can't be wrong, it's just saying I need to go with this because this is what's true for me, then I get my balance back. It starts right here, deep in your heart. Rutledge and Dr. Alan Berger bring over 90 years of clinical experience to this important podcast, and they offer you a guarantee. You will gain something of personal value from each episode. And now, what matters most? It starts right here. Hello, I'm Tom Rutledge, and uh, with me is Dr. Alan Berger. How are you doing, Alan? I'm doing great today, Tom. It's <laughs> great to be doing this show with you again today and, and being able to share some of our ideas about the differences between fixing something and healing something. Yeah, I, I, lo I really enjoyed the... I, th I mean, I, one of the things I always hope about putting stuff together, actually, whether it's a book or nowadays that we're recording this stuff, I always, I always hope everything that we put out there has a has a standalone quality. You know, it's like that. I don't want I don't want somebody to have to feel like they can't listen to episode, you know, six because they haven't listened to episode four and you know whatever. It's like, it's like. But I but I also like, uh, and I have I have books that way too that where basically each each section is kind of a standalone thing, but it also has a progression to it and I, and I and I what I'm noticing is that I think our conversation which I'm 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 thinking of this is like very much like I've, I've said this to my clients for years therapy is not a series of conversations it's just one long conversation it's just it's just divided up into these these sort of arbitrary segments uh, and I and I, you know, and I kind of stole that from my first sponsor in Alcoholics Anonymous years ago when he's he said when he was describing marriage and he said he said marriage is just one long ass conversation, you know. And it was a beautiful thing that he said because, and this actually will, will fit into a little bit of our topic today, is that because what he was talking about is getting out, getting away from that urgency that we have sometimes when we're in a conversation with our spouse. I just I just got to get you to understand this one thing. If I can just get you to understand this right now, it's like, and what he, what he was saying is, you don't. First of all, they may never have to understand that. But the other thing is, if even if they do, they don't have to understand it right now, and you're going to be okay if, if they don't. And so I, I think the idea. So watch, watch me, watch me make this fit into our topic. It's like we we ended last time. I was saying I was really drawn to to, to thinking about the difference between fixing and healing that some things we can fix in ourselves. Some things we have to actually change uh, behaviors uh, for instance uh, and other things like trust and, and even belief in ourselves, things like that take time and have to heal. And I think a lot of times that, that we do have to be able to take their urgency out of that. Even for, even in the conversations we have inside our own consciousness. Yeah, you know, I, I was the, the first thought I had when we were, you were talking about that, how each of our shows can pretty much stand on their own. I mean, they are interconnected and there is some 
movement from one to the other, but you could pick up and listen to any one of them. And I was thinking, that's the way I do therapy as well. Yes. Is that I want someone to sit with me in whatever experience we have, we have in that session. And I want that to be complete. Mm -hmm. And um, not that there isn't going to be an ongoing conversation because there is. Right. And, and of course, it's going to, the next one's going to be influenced by what happened in that one. But that's part of what life is. It's, 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 it's being present to what is now and being able to show up and be completely immersed in it and mm -hmm. let that be whatever it's going to be. And if you do that, then what comes next comes next automatically. It's just yes. a natural unfolding, right? It, it, if that makes sense, that it, it flows, right? There's, a, there's kind of this, this movement towards next is what I talk about. And in fact, in, in some way now is maybe a myth in that because now is always moving to next. Right. You know, it's it's that connection. But that's, I think, exactly what you captured is what I want to have happen in therapy. And I'm, I'm glad when you reflect on it that way, I'm glad that that we're also creating that in our podcast. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. I, um, well, and look, that's a good philosophy to live your life, right? Is it's. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's not carrying unfinished business forward. We already have enough of it. I mean, right. Right. You know, that's the thing is that that's what I say to myself that I want to walk out of that therapy session without anything else to say to that person. Because if not, then I take them home with me. Then they're in my right. head the rest of the night. I'm having conversations all night long. You know, right. Well, that's a good point because I mean, there are actually there are some, yeah, because I, I have some sessions that and have through the years where I will liken them to like a two part uh, television show. You know, it's like I've always hated those because I, I have instant gratification, you know, desires. And it's like, so whenever a TV show gets to the end, it says, you know, nowadays, I mean, back in the days when we had to wait always for the next right. episode, it was like, like to, to be continued, what? It's like, but occasionally I'll have a session with somebody and it's just, is that we're running out of time and we've, and we've done what we can. And it's like, and, you know, you know, sometimes we'll even make that session a little sooner than it was, it was going to be to say, I think this is, a, and I'll say that I think this is a two parter. I think we have more to do. And, 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 and usually, I mean, all, I mean, I think always that's a shared experience if we have that, but um, I, I like, I mean, I mean, we can't find a more universal topic in all of the stuff we're talking about, about just, how to how to how to how to be better in, in our lives how to be how to be how to be better people how to how to feel better uh than be living in the present moment it's like it's like it's it's one of those things it's sort of like you know one day at a time is a good example where where something has it was a be here now the old ram das thing the live in the live in the moment it's like it's so it's, it's so pervasive that it, it has become cliche but the things that become cliche are because they're they're so wise, because they get repeated so often. So it's so easy to to just kind of roll our eyes at that, you know. It's like sometimes I'll almost feel like I need to apologize in the session if I'm getting ready to say something like that. It's like this is all about being in the moment, you know. It's like, but the other piece is, and I think this is one of the things that you and I share in common about our work uh, in therapy or in, in as we're doing this right now, is we're always tuning into, okay, are we being clear about how to do it? 
because, you know, saying, you know, you, you ride a bicycle by keeping your balance is one thing, you know, okay, well, how, how do you do that? Well, it takes practice. That's right. That's, that's, well, we have to get a bicycle in order for you to actually understand balance. Right. And that's the same thing with being here now is like, like, or I think it's a little bit more like uh, in one of my books, I use the analogy of the unicycle rider. It's like, cause I think, you know, that balance is even more, more precarious. And I think that's being in the present moment is, is and you're never still entirely. You're moving all the time. If you're riding a unicycle, you got to, even if you're standing still, you're moving back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it's like, I mean, it's a, and it's not something where I don't think any of us become, you know, so proficient at that we, we just are masters of it. It's like, all right, I don't know anybody who would claim that. And, yes. and it's like, but it's, but it's worth pursuing. And by the way, to, to, keep, to keep us a little bit on topic, it is where the healing happens. Well, it is. You know, I was just thinking about, um, about this balance issue and how it relates to our organism, right, in terms of being a human. And our, you know, the way I look at it is that our organism is built on balance, is we are wired to self-regulate. Mm -hmm. That is, happens from early on. We're wired to, to be responsive or responsible, if you mm -hmm. want to use that term. We're wired to respond to our emerging needs. And like I said, that you can see it in an infant is that they are so present to what's going on with them. They just flow with whatever is next for them. Mm -hmm. If they need some comfort, they let you know they need comfort. If they need to go their diaper change, they let you know they need your diaper change. They don't have that filtering system that says this is okay and this is not okay yet. Right. So they're able to, to, to move towards self-reg or they, they are they flow with their self-regulation. We do that as adults in some areas. If your body temperature gets out of whack, you know, your body automatically, you know, the autonomic nervous system is going to take over. And if you're too hot, you'll start sweating. Mm -hmm. If you're co too cold, you'll start shivering. I mean, the body will move towards getting that balance back. If you're hungry, your hunger will register for you and you will now go ahead and Orient yourself to and check in with yourself. What would I like to eat? You figure out how to do it. Go get your food and then satisfy your hunger or your thirst, whatever it may be. So we are wired to always move towards that balance, right? Towards right. correcting that balance. Now, here's where, here's where problems come in. When I interfere with this autonomic or this automatic or organismic wisdom, let's call it that, because it's a okay. wisdom, right? It's yes. an incredible yeah. wisdom. Yeah. Say, I'm going to keep your body at a 98.6 degrees, right? I mean, it's an amazing mechanism to do that. Right. Honeywell provides thermostats, but it took them a long time to engineer something right. like that to do that for your house. Right. I mean, it takes a lot of feedback. It takes a lot of different you know, dynamics occurring to make that. That's happen. a really good point. How precise is that in terms of the range oh. of normal temperature of human beings across the entire globe? It's, it's, it's like it's the, the wisdom. Amazing. The wisdom yeah. that is wired in they cannot. They're getting closer, but it's so hard to build a robot that can walk and keep its balance on unsteady terrain. 
it has been the biggest challenge and why we don't have robots walking all around because mm -hmm. of the challenge it takes to step off of a curve and keep your balance. Mm -hmm. I mean, just that thing. And just imagine all the calculations that are taking place in our head, let alone toss a ball at somebody and figure out how to raise your hands and put it in the right exact spot right. in a three-dimensional plane to catch that ball. I mean, that's amazing stuff that our brain does instantaneously. Absolutely. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's we're that yeah. remarkable. We're that remarkable. Now, where I think we mess it up is as soon as you put the shoulds in, yeah. well, I'm lonely. Should I reach out to Jane? I'd really like to spend time with her. Well, God, I know Jane's been busy lately, and I don't want to look like I'm dependent. And so now we, get, we talk about the, the dialogue we have in our head. Right. right. I go through this whole dialogue. Is it appropriate? How I imagine what Jane might think or feel about it. And then I may stop myself because I don't want to be rejected. I don't want Jane to be unhappy with me because she, or I don't want her to think badly of me because she might think I'm too needy. Mm -hmm. So then I erase myself. And now right. here I'm sitting, I'm lonely. I've just thrown out any possibility of connecting with Jane. You know, that's how this stuff develops, right? Is that I continue to interfere well, what, what you're describing is that, yeah, that, that an entire, if we're tracking that, an entire different storyline uh, takes form. Yes. And when we think about our intrapersonal, so you're you're, what you're describing is, is how we are approaching an interpersonal relationship with Jane. And it's like, but the intrapersonal part of ourselves, we, these, 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 these voices, these messages we have in our head that we, we've been talking about for the last few, uh, few times we've been together, it's like they start talking and it basically, for one thing, we're distracted. Yeah. We're, we're, we're actually taking off, it's a little bunny trail that we go off in. That's and now this is, a, this actually, it's about in something entirely different than I would, I'm, I, I, you know, I would like to check in with Jane and talk to her. Now it's about how's Jane doing? Am I am I you know am I being a good enough friend with Jane? Am I you know what's or, or, I'm kind of mad at Jane anyway because she's let me down a few times. It's like yeah, it's like it gets, ah, it's like yeah, and really I just wanted to call and say hi. <laughs> That's right. And so we interrupt, we yeah. interrupt that whole healthy functioning. Right, this desire emerges. We want to reach out, and instead of just following it, we get in the way. Yeah. We come up with the, these, all these I, fantasies, because these are all fantasies, right? Because mm -hmm. none of it's being checked out. I mean, mm -hmm. You know, we're having a soliloquy. This is a, a relationship mm -hmm. with the fantasy of who Jane right. is in our head. Right. We even oh, to yeah, Jane. I love that part about when I, when I say that codependents are, are like, whatever you think of me will determine how I feel about myself. And then I say, wait a minute. I don't need you actually for this relationship. It's what I think you think of me. That's, that's all I if, need. I, if I leave, if I leave this conversation, believing that you, you are judging me, then I leave, I leave the conversation judged. And, it, and it's like, and, and, and you're just minding your own business over there going like you have no idea that you've just judged me so harshly. Yeah. But so th this may, this may freak out our listeners, but in some way, we well, let's do that. Yeah, let's, let's do that. <laughs> well, in some way, what I was going to say is we don't have a relationship with other people. 
most of the time. We have right. a relationship with our fantasy, just like you said. Yeah, our, yeah, with our our idea of that person. Yeah, that's right. That's our right. idea of it, and 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 they're not even included. <laughs> I mean, and, and we wonder why we can't have a good relationship. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. it's it's it does require the other person to participate. By the way, for a healthy relationship to happen, for you to have an experience of them, and for them to have a say in the relationship, and for you not to do it all on your side. I mean, I say this in couples counseling all the time. I Look, you, you've just made it. You've just said some, what you want. You've already answered what your partner is going to do, and there's no need to have your partner here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they haven't participated yet, and you've already decided that they're not interested. Yeah. No, I had, we had a, Dee Dee and I had a, a wonderful therapist who, who helped me with that so much, but because I would, you know, and I wouldn't even say it in that language. I mean, it's kind of embedded in there, but it was obvious that I was making these assumptions about, you know, what Dee thinks or whatever. And, and, and Mary Elizabeth is the name of the therapist. And she would, she would say, well, let me check. And then what she meant by that is she was going to turn, you know, to her left and, and ask Dee Dee, is that what Tom said? Is that true? And, and, I, and Dee Dee would usually say no. And, uh, and I remember that I, my, my inclination defensively was to say, well, that's, no, that's not right. It's like, I, you know, and what I, what I found out and, and began to teach my clients later when I learned this is we have an interpreter of our, of, it's not just our spouses, but that's a great example of we have a primary partner. You, you, ha, you have a little, you know, you have a little interpreter of Jess up in your head and I have one of Dee Dee and we tend to trust those more than we trust the actual person. Yes. And that becomes a problem in the relationship because, because the bottom line is, yeah, if you're using the, your, your version, your interpreter of me, if I say X, Y, and Z, but your, your interpreter says, no, he means A, B, and C, then you respond to me as if I said A, B, and C. And that means, and this is what I like to point out to people, that means in two moves in a conversation, we are completely screwed. We are off. Because we're having two different conversations and we don't even know why we're doing it. So it's, it's very important to recognize that we to these voices so that we can actually do the scare. And I think it's scary work of actually saying, no, I need to ask people what they actually believe in, and think about something like that. Even if I do think I know. And I, you know, and it's, it's like, and I tell you what, I think it has to do with control. I think the part I came in touch with was that, that, that basically, basically, you know, well, what was the, you know, what was the intent behind that defense for me to, to mind read is like, I, well, I was controlling it. It's like, otherwise, if I ask a question that I don't know the answer to, right. I might not like the answer. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And I think it's a lot of our projections too. If I don't have, if my yeah. self-esteem is not very high, then a lot of the stuff I'm going to think the other person is thinking is really what I'm thinking that I'm projecting onto them right. because that's what I'm thinking. And like you said, I mean, a lot of times, you know, we don't listen to these things in that way. We think we're talking about the other person when I'm really talking about myself. And, right. and a lot of this stuff really boils down to that in terms of that. But let's go back to the thing about fixing versus healing. Okay. So in some ways, and I think you know this, and because I and I know you do because of the work we've done, I am unable to fix or heal anybody. I don't have that kind of power. Mm-mm. I'm not able to to do that. I, I don't take responsibility for that. I can help people create have experiences that starts to mobilize this organismic wisdom in them that mm-hmm. then starts to heal them. 
that, that they start to now mobilize resources within them that they had cut themselves off from for whatever reason. But, but now there's a restoration of this organismic wisdom and it starts to move a person's life in amazing ways. When people get back in touch with it again, you and I've witnessed hundreds, thousands of people getting clean and sober in AA and in NA. And it's remarkable to see what happens because in some way, that's what I see the 12 steps is doing is help people getting out of their own way. Yes, right. Yes. Is, 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 you know, and we hear that that's what you hear in the room, get out of your way. And what does that mean? Well, that means, you know, quit listening to all this nonsense that goes on inside of you that tells you this or that and start to live your life and let your experience in your life teach you. Yes. Yes. And, and the, the thing you're talking about also about the, the, the fixing and the healing, what we, uh, what we cannot do is the other thing we end up t- teaching so often is that, you know, we, 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 you know, we're broken records about support. I mean, nobody can do this stuff alone. Everybody needs people. You know, people who need people are the luckiest people. It's, it's, uh, I'm going to break out into song is, but, it's one of the hardest lessons for people to get is it's like nobody can help you if you're not helping yourself. It's like nobody can help you if you're not helping yourself. The, the, one of my favorite little metaphors, and I've probably said this on here before, but it's just, it's, it's um, uh, and, and, and we'll, we'll give our contact information at the end. If anybody wants this, uh, email me, I'll send it to you. It's, it's, I just call it lead, lead sled dog. I said, you know, we're all our own lead sled dog. So imagine that you're, you're a dog strapped to a, to a, a sled with, with, with all your baggage on it. And it's like, but all the people that, you know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm one of your dogs behind is strapped in behind you you're you're on my team too that kind of stuff but imagine that there's you know i don't know how many dogs are they're usually on a sled team if there's six dogs or five dogs if that front dog lies down and doesn't get up it doesn't matter how much strength there is and how much willingness there is in the other ones we're not going anywhere and it's like, and so that's because when, and I always think about that when you bring, you know, when we talk about like what we see with um, people entering recovery from addiction, I see that a lot with the work I've done with eating disorders, but also with, with the, um, with the work of, of just dealing with people who are just incredibly mean to themselves. You know, the idea that you have to get up and then this is where the fixing starts because the idea is we, you're right. We can't fix anybody, but we have, we do have some directions. We can, it's almost, it's almost like remote. It's kind of it's like, look for the green wire, you know, <laughs> see, see if there's a green wire in this, see what you can do. And usually we've done that because we've done that for ourselves or we've done it with other people. If we do these simple things, we can change ourselves. You know, we can't, we can't. And, and, and I always think the best example is trust. If you've been, if, if I've been untrustworthy, uh, which I certainly have been in my life and had to come back from that is I can, I can become trustworthy and I can do actually theoretically, I can become trustworthy in a, moment in an instant i can make a change i can you know it's like that's in theory it's like however trust is not going to follow 
that's what people get a lot of times people come you know going through a long process and they're going well i'm different now and i I want people to trust me it's like well if you haven't been trustworthy and that doesn't mean necessarily you've just been screwing people over i mean sometimes being not trustworthy is just is just simply being somebody who's not taking good enough care of yourself uh, low self-esteem enough to where you're not following through on stuff. People, people actually lower their expectations. They assume, oh, well, well, he probably won't show up. He doesn't show up, you know, or he's always late, that kind of thing. It's like if you're, if you're trying to change that where people have different expectations of you, you have to do the fixing. You have to do the behavioral stuff, and then you have to wait for the, 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 the basically the credibility to heal. That's right. And that takes and, time. And that's up to the other person. You can't push that. It is right. never going to be on our time, you know, on our schedule. It's never going to be mm-hmm. soon enough. I mean, and I see this happen all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I call it the, the meritocracy. People think that that change in the way you were describing is based on a merit system. Well, if I'm not acting in the way I was acting before, it's time to trust me. I put the quarter in the machine. I'm pulling the can lever. It's yeah. a vending machine theory, right? Mm-hmm. I should get the candy bar. Right. It doesn't work like that. You yeah. know, yeah. you can you can make all those changes. And the first thing to remember in this, and this is very important, is what is my motivation? If I'm changing to get somebody to manipulate somebody to feel different towards me, it's yeah. going to now. I'm going to have an expectation of how they're supposed to respond. If I change because I want to change, then when I start to become trustworthy, that's for me. And I'm not putting an expectation that my partner, my kids, whomever it is, needs to now trust me. They will trust me when they decide that they're ready to do that. That's up to them. Well, I would, I would even go so far as to say that's not even something, you know, because we've all been on the other side of that too. It's not something I'm just deciding either because, because I may decide I want to do that, but it's like, no, that actually, that, that's the, that's where the healing part comes in. It's like, well, that's the organismic wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you have to deal with the heal, right? Yeah. And, and that, that kind of, that kind of insight always comes with hindsight. I mean, that's the kind of thing where you kind of go like, you look back and go like, you know, for the last couple of, of weeks, you know, I, I felt differently about you. I've noticed that, you know, when you've told me this and this and this, I didn't even worry about it, you know, but you don't know it exactly the time that, it, you know, it's like, you know, if you, if you, you know, learn to ride a bicycle, at what moment did you basically master balance? It's like, you don't know. Right. But we, what we do know is practice is what does it staying in with it, sticking with it, giving, giving that person a chance, but go, I want to back up just a second though. Cause I think it's so important about the idea of where the motivation comes from for the fix. Yeah. The fix, the, the fix is also the, is, is the if, if, if I'm, if we're using trust as this example, if I'm, if I'm the betrayer and you're the betrayed, it's like, obviously I want credit. I want credibility inside of you to, to, to heal so that you can trust me again. But, the other piece is, and, and really the beginning piece is, I need to learn to trust myself too. Exactly. You know, right. It's like, like I, you know, because, because if I have, you know, if I, if I'm not, if I don't think I distrust myself, if I, you know, if I, if I've betrayed you or if I've not been trustworthy with you, if I don't think I've been b- betraying myself, then I'm not paying attention. That's it's true. like, no, no, this is the thing where, and so, and one of the, one of the, I just want to, the telling thing that most people have experienced before, and this, I just want to tell people this so that when you hit this spot, just know, rather than make a giant deal of it, just know that you're missing the point. If I say, 
Alan, I apologize to you for da da da. And you say, well, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you apologized because I really am pretty upset with you. And then I say, what? I just apologized. Right. You know, no, I didn't apologize. I was just like what you said. I was trying to take away your right to be mad at me. Exactly. And not usually because I'm a bad guy, but because I'm a chicken shit who doesn't like people to be mad at me. You know, it's, it's like, so the idea is we have to get, this is where it takes courage. Yes. I'm going to apologize. And you're going to say, well, okay, I'm upset with you. I go, well, I understand why. And I hope that you will come to forgive. Me. Yeah. And, and we, and we can part ways at that point. And, and we can live, we can live in, in the, that certain amount of discomfort. Because it's life. And, and let's, let's build on that a little bit more. And so if I'm finally owning that I'm untrustworthy and that I've betrayed some people and that I understand, if I haven't accepted that about myself, then my desire to have you accept me and forgive me is going to be great. Like you said, if I just own that, look, I betrayed, I'm apologizing for myself because I need to clean this up. My I job, messed it up, yeah. My job is, is to become, to trust myself again, to trust that I act in my best interest, that I act according to my values, stuff like that, that I take right, responsibility right. To, to monitor myself, Right. To, mm -hmm. to, you know, see that I'm behaving in the way that I want to behave. If I'm doing that, then somebody can trust me. But see, what I ha see happen all the time, Tom, is that people don't totally accept that. They don't want to see that they are untrustworthy because it's a bad thing, right? We're back to these shoulds again. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. should always be trustworthy, right? That kind of thing. Well, the truth is very few people are trustworthy. It takes right. a lot to operate with integrity all the time. And the expectation that everybody should somehow magically do that is such a setup for me. You know, I think it's rare. So right. for me, if we had the baseline was, hey, life is difficult. Being operating with integrity is difficult in life. And it mm -hmm. takes a lot of work and practice like you were talking about. In right. right. But if I can embrace that without judging myself, then I'm not going to require you to trust me. But if I'm uncomfortable, then I'm going to want you to give me what I'm not giving myself. Right. I'm going to hope that you can now trust me so that I can feel better about myself without doing the work. Right. Because without becoming trustworthy. And that's where so many problems end up in relationships. Right. The other, because the, 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 op, the, the counter scenario with that is one in which to say, for instance, uh, you're somebody who's, who's, who's found themselves in relationships with people who are not trustworthy as a general rule. People tend to, we, we get magnetized by the things we need to learn. So we, go, we do that. So let's say I clean up my act. It's like, and I do, I do what I need to do. And I, and I have become more trustworthy and I feel good about myself when I'm doing that. That doesn't necessarily mean you're coming along with me yet. Or at all. It's like, it's like the idea is, but, but, but the, the thing is what you're talking about is I could also, then I can be in a situation where basically, you know, I, I, you know, I control my own destiny, so to speak. It's like, I'm able to go like, you know, I'm sorry that Alan doesn't trust me, but the, you know, what the really good news here is I know 
I know what I know. And I know that, you know, God, I'm different. And I have, you know, and I have, I've been, I've done exactly what I said I was going to do. And I've stood up with it and, and I do that. And that also makes me, if you think about that in terms of relationship, that makes me a more compassionate partner to you. Because yeah, right then, I, then I can say I understand that you're having a really hard time with that, and yeah. and 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 I don't have that demand that you have to see me in a certain way for me to be okay. And and because those are always sticking points, we come back to that over and over again. As soon as I have that demand that you think of me in a certain way or see something about me, I, whether it's true about me or not, it's like I mean, it can even be that. But as long as I have a demand that somebody else see me and know something about me that's this a certain way, then I'm I'm. I'm pretty much got the pause button pushed. Yes. I'm waiting until that happens before exactly. I go forward. Yeah. Yep. And I'm out. I'm, I'm on the sidelines. Your emotional center of gravity is put out there. It's put, you know, it's back to things, the things we cannot control. Right. You know, so, so you're sitting in, in, like you said, in limbo. And it's, and see, here's the thing I always, I want clients to know too. It's like, and, and that doesn't mean you don't have a legitimate complaint. So, so like if, if, if I'm, if I'm, if I've done my good work and I'm, and I've done better and stuff like that, and I come into my therapist and say, yeah, but I'm doing all this stuff that Alan still doesn't trust me. It's, it's like, it's like, is that a legitimate complaint? Sure. It's like, yeah, that, that, that must, that must not be good. That must not feel good. You know, that must suck that, you, that he doesn't trust you when you're being trustworthy. It's like, okay, but does that need to stop me from, from proceeding with my own life and, and be able to, you know, do I have to sit there and say, this has to happen before I can do anything else before we, before before we can have any other kind of relationship. Or I need that to, I need Alan to be a certain way for us to continue to have a relationship because then there's no room for Alan. See, Mm -hmm. so, so that's the other part of this is, is that if I demand you to accept that I've changed without leaving room for you to work through whatever you've got to work through. I'm essentially acting in a way that's not trustworthy again, because I'm not honoring Mm, your Uh, process. You see what I mean? It's it. it. And see, so one of the things I want to try to do, and and this may be a, um, I don't know how to to say it. it might be a reach, but let, let's try this. Look, I think trust is overrated because the real issue is, is what you can trust about me is I'm going to screw up. That's not what our trust is based on in our culture. Right. See, trust is based on people are going to do things the right way. Yeah. And, and I think when we set up trust in such an impossible, with these impossible conditions and expectations on it, that we're all setting ourselves up for a lot of trouble. You see, if I can understand that I'm not going to pull off things perfectly, I'm going to make a ton of mistakes. Mm-hmm. And, and trust may mean in our relationship, I'll look at these mistakes and I'll own them and I'll see what I can do to integrate the lesson and move forward. If that's mm-hmm. what we base trust on, I'm all for it. It's not what we do. We don't say it's okay for you to make a mistake, especially if it hurt me. What we say is how dare you hurt me? If you love me, you wouldn't do that. And see, that's the other part of this thing that gets so complicated. Well, complicated, because what we do is not based on whether we love someone or not. It's based on what we're doing. Right. It's not personal. It's not like we're not doing that because we don't care. You know, we can care and still screw up. <laughs> I mean, it's, okay, it's, okay, okay, okay. Okay, see, see if, see, help me fit this in to your reach. I, because I, I definitely can feel what you're talking about, about the reach, because I, because I, because I can hear, um, 
what you know i i can feel that part of me that goes like what we're not gonna we're not gonna expect the person to do good we're not gonna expect that it's like and what you're talking about is you're not gonna expect perfection and 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 what you're in and so, so what i what i would say that i and actually i've said this before so one of the things i'll say to people that i'm working with in terms if i use my own marriage as an example of this i'll say one of the things i know from experience is that when dd and i have hit tough spots we have walked through those together we have worked through some things that i never had been able to do that with anybody else before so when, when i say i trust her i i can trust that she will she and i will do that together that we will stay but it's like that doesn't involve the idea that i believe that she's going to this year i either one are going to do it right every step of the way that's right the idea the most the the, the trust there is based on the, the basic sort of in the harville hendrix uh, imago therapy kind of thing the no exit contract yeah. you know we're staying we're staying. You know, we're not we're not we're not we're not we're not going to use every example every time that we get in trouble as as an excuse to think well maybe this is a deal breaker maybe i gotta go it's like instead it's like no i trust that we're going to go through this together in in our with both of our you know amazing imperfection that's right right now you know what we're back oh, to we're so back like, to the so thing like, you and i love to talk about lowered expectations yeah well it, expectations yeah. Low. let, let yeah. me build on that a little bit more so so let's look at it in this way so if i think i'm a trusting person let's say you know you're new to recovery mm -hmm. and i trust you're going to stay sober right and you tell me i really want to stay sober mm -hmm. and you come out of treatment you just went to treatment for 30 days and you come out you're not going to meetings you're not doing anything to maintain your recovery, to continue. Well, to I'm taking a break. I'm taking a break. I've been in you're a lot taking of meetings a break, for, right. for 30 but if, days. But if it's I'm like, sitting there and I trust that you're going to stay sober mm -hmm. when you don't do anything, and then when you mm -hmm. drink, I say, whoa, look, you betrayed me. No. I betrayed myself by putting an expect, by not seeing the reality. By not seeing that you're taking a break. Well, there's no break. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, in recovery, I mean, mm -hmm. you could say I may want to back off at the intensity or something, but what we say, you're either moving forward in recovery or you're going backwards. There's no holding still. There mm -hmm. is no plateau. We don't have that. So if I trust you and what you just said based on my experience that that doesn't make any sense. I'm not a trusting individual. And this is another part of trust that I want to talk about, is that when I trust someone to do something that's not based on reality, I'm setting myself up. And if they don't perform according to what I hope and wish they would do, because that's my fantasy, I want you to stay sober so I don't have to deal with all of the anxiety, fear, pain, discomfort that I have when you're drinking. So, of course, I want you to stay sober. But if that's a fantasy and you're not doing anything, so, so okay. the, reality, the reality might be to say, you know, I know you tell me you want to stay sober. I'm having a difficult time because I don't see you doing anything. So I'm not going to jump on this bandwagon. Of course, I'm going to celebrate if you, you're able to do it this way. But my hunch is you're going to have trouble at some point. Well, even before that, well, you're talking, and I love, you know, because, because I'm a, I didn't mean to be a therapist and I'm an English major. I love it when it comes down to language and it's like, so there is a, there's a shift in language. So what you're saying is, is to back up with that is rather than me saying, I trust you to stay sober. 
what I, what I need to be saying, which is more clear and honest, is I hope that you will stay sober. I want you to stay sober. It's not the same. It's, 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 it's what I want. I'm stating what I want. That's the truth, right? Right on. It's like, and, I, and it's a hope. I, ha I have that hope for myself, and I have that hope for you. That's right. It's like, like you know, but, but, I, but we make the mistake of, well, and I'm. And then I, the I, person I, would say, and mm -hmm. look, and I see that you're not doing anything, so, you know, I'm concerned. You know, mm -hmm. I, I have the hope. I also have faith. That, that there's a part of you that wants to do this. But when I don't see you stepping forward, I, I'm going to reserve trusting that right now. Right. Well, you know what? That's interesting because I, I have a friend who has a, a, a long history of, of really struggling and having a hard time and relapsing. And, and one of the things about that that is actually quite clear to me, and I, have, I think I've stated that, is, is that, that basically, you know, what I – you know, I want you to do this, but what I have no, what I notice is that you do it for a while and then you stop then you go back to being the exception to the rule yeah. and you become, yeah. you, you know, you, now you don't go to the meetings or you don't have to go to the meetings or you don't have to talk about yourself in the meetings, you help other people. And that's what, what you do. And when you do that, you know, when you do that in the past, that's led, that's led inevitably to, to your relapse. Yeah. So, in a way, I mean, tell me if I'm mixed, getting mixed up here, but it's like what I'm saying is I, I'm trusting my perception. I'm trusting what I have learned with history, and that is that there is a correlation between you dropping off of the activities and you going back out. So and, and if we drinking. extend that a little farther is my trust isn't dependent on what you do. It's dependent on me staying grounded in reality. Because if I stay grounded in reality, I can trust this situation and understand it's going to be a challenge for you, and I don't need to set myself up. You see what I mean? I no, can, but you, no, you. This is the light bulb moment for me here because what you're saying is, I am trusting because what I'm trusting is that I'm trusting what I'm seeing. There it's it is. Like, that's, that's it. it. It's a, I'm that's trusting. It. And, and if you're going, if you're going to meetings and you're talking about yourself and you're doing this stuff, and I, and I know that you're doing what the things you've done that are associated with you staying sober. I trust that. Now that right. doesn't even, that doesn't even mean if I'm I'm foolish if I think that means that's a guarantee. Trust is not a guarantee. It's that's not a guarantee. But that's but it's right. like no one we, we, with that. That's we right. all know we all know that those of us in this program. But it's like but it's like it's it, that's I love that part because I'm because I'm going like wait a minute I've I've not I've never been not trusting. I'm yes. what I'm trusting is what I know what I've seen. Right. And it's like, it's, and so it's, it's like, and if you're I asking, do that, then my requirement for you to be trustworthy drops. I'd like that. I'd love it for you in your life, but I don't need it to be okay because I can be okay by staying grounded in reality. See, that's what makes mm -hmm. me okay is by living in reality. Mm -hmm. Because when I fight reality, when I want to manipulate reality to be what I want it to be, guess yeah. who loses? Me. Yeah. What I fought the law and the and the law. Yeah, well, we're going to rewrite that and say I fought reality and yeah, reality. reality I mean, see, that's the new tune that we're going to write. Yeah, yeah, that's the issue here. Is that I need to stay grounded in in and there's once again it's back to what we talked about the imbalance, right? That the organism is always working towards balance. When my trust is dependent on you, then I've got to try to manipulate you to do what I want you to do for me to be okay. 
But if I operate from being in touch with reality and, and trusting my perception with some humility, not saying mm -hmm. I can't be wrong, it's just saying I need to go with this because this is what's true for me, then I get my balance back. When my balance is dependent on you, I, you control my balance. Right. Well, you're okay. This is because the, now this is my new discovery with what you're saying here is, is, is that the, the, the basic repetitive soundbite that I love so much about, you know, low, low, the power of lowered expectations. In this case, what you're describing is I'm doing, I'm going to do both of those things. I'm going to lower my expectations uh, uh, in one way, and I'm, but I'm going to leave my expectations exactly where they are for, for another thing. This is because this is the this is the thing that that, that I keep saying to, uh, over and over again to people. It's like it's like, well, you know, the the one thing we need to remember is you know, it's complicated. <laughs> Being who we are is complicated, man. It's like there's so many moving parts. And so the idea is, and, and I realized that I've actually done this in, in, in this relationship, is the idea is, is I, I am not denying the fact that, I, that my experience is when you do what you are supposed to be doing, according to the, to the program, you stay sober. I'm, you know, I'm not going to change. I'm going to change that. I'm, I know that. I'm, I've memorized that. That's what that's going to be. And, and the other thing it. is, for my own sake, for my own sake, my own Al-Anon program, I'm lowering my expectations. And that is, it's not to say I'm lowering my expectations on you. It's, you're right. I'm lowering my expectations on me. I'm going like, I'm not going to set myself up to say, that person has to be okay for me to be okay. There Even if that go. person doesn't do what they need to do, I can still be okay. It doesn't mean it doesn't hurt me. It doesn't mean I'm not sad or hurt or mad. A little bit, whatever any of that stuff is. But but it's like, it's like, it's like there's there's a uh, a healthy shrug to it that says that's not it's not about I don't care it's it's that that's not up to me. Right on and see now you hit another thing that that I think is crazy in our culture, in our society, is that somehow things are wrong if we're in pain. Yeah. That we're not oh, yeah. supposed to have pain. That we're not right. supposed to be uncomfortable. We're not supposed to feel bad. And look, you can, you can still feel bad about a situation and, and still, how, how do I want to say it? So if I can't, let's say now I'm with that person who's not going to meetings and I, and I own this and I know the mm -hmm. reality is there's a good chance they're going to relapse. And I, mm -hmm. I say, look, I love you. I don't want you to see you do this to yourself, but I got no control over that. This is your recovery. I can just tell you what, what I hope for. And I hope you're going to honor yourself because that means a lot to me. It would mean a lot for me to, to see you take care of yourself in that way. And it would, it would mean a lot to me because I care about you and because it's, I like my life a lot better when, when you're like that. Yeah. But if you're not like that and God, you know, and it just happens that you relapse I can go ahead and deal with the pain of that and still be okay. Right. I can go ahead and, and feel what I need to feel and deal with what I feel because my ability to correct my imbalance, being mm -hmm. disturbed by what's going on, is mm -hmm. in my hands and nobody else's. See, right. when we're talking about fixing and healing, mm -hmm. that's what I want people to hear out there. I want you guys to hear that inside you, 
is this wisdom that will allow you to heal yourself no matter what situation you're in. And it's not dependent on what other people are doing. It's dependent on what you do and how you deal with it and digest it how you process it, what your attitude is about it, what your perspective. Tom and I are going to be talking to you about all these different ways of taking experiences in your life and being able to find a way to be okay regardless of what's happening. Right? right. That's the key. That's emotional freedom. So when I get to be okay no matter what, then I don't have to manipulate you anymore. I don't have to get you to do what I want you to do because I'm going to be okay no matter what. Right. And I can stay right. connected to you, like you say. I can have that that covenant of a relationship, mm -hmm. that commitment in a relationship, and mm -hmm. say, I'm not going anywhere. I'll hang in through this difficulty mm -hmm. because that'll be of value to me. Mm -hmm. Just like it'll be of value to me if we're okay, it'll also be of value to me if we're not because it'll give me an opportunity to practice holding right. on to myself, right. to right. practice taking care of myself in a challenging situation. So I will appreciate your relapse, not hope for it, but I'll appreciate it because it's going to give me a chance to show up for myself. Right. Am, am, right. I, yeah. am I too delusional here or you think that there's No, 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 no. I know. Just, I'm just tracking. Uh, it's, it's a lot. It's like... Um, yeah, and my and my, uh, got, it's always a good sign. I think when when I talk with you about stuff like this, my uh, my little committee gets busy. You know, there's several guys talking at one time. It's a little bit like three stooges trying to get out of the door at the same time. You know, they're all they're all talking at once. But it's it's like, um, um, what because what I'm realizing as we're talking about this is this circles back around when you're saying you know. Your, your hand goes to your chest and you're saying, because I'm going to do this and I'm going to make that decision. And I'm going to go, this goes back to what we've talked about uh, when we, we will talk about again. And that is, that's why we have to part of our process of this stuff. And this doesn't have anything to do. We're, we're using an example of addiction, but it's, this is about anything. This is about you know, just our being focused in life. We have to stay focused with our practice of being in touch with who am I? Yeah. As corny as that is, who am I? Who, who is that? And, and to me, I use that term decision maker, that decision maker, who is the person in there? Because that decision maker has to say no. Talk about boundaries has to say no to lots of people, lots of messages in my head that are going to tell me that are basically cultural messages. You know, I have a client that I was talking to earlier today that, that basically one of the messages is always you have to be the bigger person. Yes. You know, which mean, which means, you know, you got to be you you got no matter what somebody else is doing, you got to be better. And it's like it's like so, I mean, the spirit behind the message is beautiful. It's it's like I mean, it comes it comes from a father who is like a you know a good man trying to teach to be the best. But it's like it got it got narrowed down into this little specific soundbite of a thing where basically it 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 limited limits your movement yeah. to to where you always you always have to be the giver yeah, you, you, right. you always have to be the one who gives you always you, you always have to go the extra mile and it's ne and the truth is that's yeah. not always the best thing to do for and myself or for you that's exactly right and seeing if i'm paying attention to reality that's what i'll learn that's what i'll figure mm -hmm. out instead of being stuck in a stereotyped way of being 
that is determined by that idealized self that's determined by who I think I should be. So, <laughs> so let, me, let me write that down. You just told me what I needed to hear, which is you're telling me I should pay attention to reality. That's a stretch, but I'll, hey, I I'm going to work on hey, that. Hey, I, I, I'll never forget when I was at Cal State Long Beach and I was working on my bachelor's degree and, and Dr. Uh, Barry Singer had, had us go out and had us record the kind of graffiti that was that existed in the different departments in the bathrooms of the different departments. Okay, so I was yeah. in the psych department, then the engineering, and then the physical ed. And we just went in and we recorded everything that we could find on the walls, mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and then try to put it up into because we were doing an experiment. Yeah. You know, was the graffiti? different depending on what department it was in. Mm -hmm. So I'm in the psychology department and I had to smile when I saw this. This guy put on the wall, he says, reality is for people that can't handle drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. It was such, it was everything I understood about addiction got crystallized. That's perfect. That that's it. That's it. That's exactly. Reality is for people who can't handle drugs. I mean, that's how he was looking at it. Now, <laughs> I thought that was incredible. Anyway, I thought I'd share that. But I, I want to leave our listeners with this thought. <laughs> I don't need anything to be different in my life to be okay. I'm going to say this again. Okay. You don't need anything different in your life to be okay. I don't need anything different in my life to be what I need to be okay is for me to be different. If for me to show up in a certain way and deal with what's going on in a different way, in a way that restores my balance, if we go back to what? So I don't need you to be different. I need to be different. I don't need situations to change. I need to learn how to deal with those situations. That's the message I want our listeners to get out of today. Okay. And so... If we're doing, you know, I may be oversimplifying here, but if we're doing fix and heal, it's like, that's the fix. Because the, basically that's the fix. The fix is if I, can, if I become aware, and, and as I often do if you're paying attention, if I'm paying attention to reality, something I need to do differently. And it usually isn't something I need to do differently one time. It's something I need to adjust in my daily practice. I need to, I need to stay in tune with this. I need that post-it note therapy where, where I'm remembering. I need to remember this every day and I need to take action on this every day. It's like, that's the fix. And then that's the, after that, the let go, which is how that, how that basically the ripple effect, how long that takes me to heal myself. I don't know. It takes right. time, but I've set the bone. Now we're going to let it heal. It's like, it's, it's like, that's it. And, and the it, healing and the healing in that, just to stay with that, mm -hmm. the healing is that, is that I've shifted what needs to be happened to heal. Yeah. So the fix starts to create the healing because now I see that I am the determining force in my life. Right. I'm not a victim of what happened in my childhood. I'm not a victim about my wife's behavior. Right. What it is, is I am seeing that my happiness is determined by what I do or don't do, not by what anybody else is doing or any circumstance. Right. That's, yes. And that, that, that's where it includes the idea that we, that we have to get our, get our little noggins around the idea that, that the daily goal of life is not to, to just be happy all the damn time. Well, and I, I want to, I, I use happy in a very generic sense. No, but I mean, I mean, right? lack, of, about, lack of, but, but lack we don't want to say, I don't want anybody that's listened to us 
Tom and I are not saying that some of you haven't been victimized. If you've been a victim oh, God, no. of, of sexual <laughs> abuse, of <laughs> incest, we're not saying that you weren't victimized. What I am saying is that there is a thing today they're talking about post-traumatic growth. And this mm. is what post-traumatic growth looks like. It's mm. empowering yourself to deal with even those things that happened to you mm -hmm. and finding a way to come to peace with them. Well, yeah, because, because when you're working with trauma, I mean, when we're talking about being in the present moment, when you're, work, when you're doing something that is about healing trauma, you're always, even if, it, even if that means I'm going to tell you a story about what happened to me when I was young, it, I, you know, I'm healing in the present tense. I'm healing by telling the story. It's, it's you know, that's just like the difference is there's, it's living in the future, living, living in the future is not the same as planning for the future. Yeah. Planning for the future is a present tense experience. Learning from the past is a present tense experience. So let me give you a quick example and then we got to wrap up the show because okay. I know we've been going okay. a long time. So here's okay. a great example. I was working with this. He was a medical doctor, anesthesiologist, and he was telling me about his incredibly abusive father, also medical doctor. Mm -hmm. And when they would sit at the table, kids were always terrified. He was the oldest of two or three siblings. Always terrified about what was going to happen in terms of eating all the food on their plate because the dad's yeah. requirement was you got to eat everything. And this young man hated green peas. It made him want to throw up. And when the green peas were put on his plate, he knew what was going to happen at dinner table with his dad. Is that he was going to sit there and not eat the peas. His dad was going to say, the peas are on your plate. He says, dad, they make me sick. The dad picks up the peas in his hands, says, open your mouth, mm -hmm. sticks them in his kid's mouth, and puts his hands over his mouth oh until he God. swallows his peas. Right? Mm -hmm. This guy was a tyrant. Yeah. A bullet, right? Five minutes after that, he would throw up. Mm -hmm. And he says, look at, look at what my dad did to me. And I says, yeah, God, it. it was really terrible. I go, but did you see how you took care of yourself? He goes, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. I says, he could make you swallow the peas, but he couldn't make you keep them in your stomach. Mm -hmm. Is when you threw up, you were, you were taking control of that situation mm -hmm. that was your power in it that you didn't see did you right. yeah. and in that minute his eyes went up he goes you mean my dad couldn't control me i go well he tried to but he couldn't pull it off mm -hmm. because he couldn't make you digest those peas that was up to you mm -hmm. turn this young man's or turn this man's life around he wasn't a young man he was an older man but mm -hmm. turned his life around at that point and that's what's possible. That's what I mean about awakening uh, those things inside you. It's pretty amazing stuff. All right, we'll see everybody next beautiful. week. What's the subject next week? I got one. What is it? Holding on to yourself. How to hold on to yourself. Because okay. I think it follows what we talked about today. All right. I'll, I'll go with you. You're going to show up next week? I'll show up and I'll go wherever you, wherever you go. I'll follow you. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can meet. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, man. How does everybody get in touch with you? Uh, go, go to my, uh, go to my website, tomrutledge.com. And, uh, anybody, if anybody's interested in that little sled dog thing, uh, send me an email. You can email me from my website and you know, everything about my books and stuff is there as well as information about our video series that we've recently done. That's on, uh, under podcast. So, uh, check it out. TomRutledge.com.
That's right, TomRutledge.com. You can get in touch with me at Al at uh, my website. It's I was going <laughs> to say Alan Berger. Just reach, just call Alan Berger. Somehow that the message will get to me. ABPhD.com is my website. So look, we look forward to seeing you next week. Till then, be safe. Wear your mask. Yes. Peace. It's a spiral, not a circle. Goes round, round, round. Before solutions, be your own friend. Never say never in either direction. Look in the mirror, trust the reflection. Where it starts Right here Won't you look